Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. is going on player profiler nation welcome to episode 14 of the trade gods i am maddie kiwum and i am joined by my co-host my fellow trade god brethren jason allwine what is going on jay hey man nothing too much uh spending most of my day refreshing my phone looking at my roster uh, roster what roster are you talking about, sir? Oh, well, we might have kicked off our uh, Dynasty League last night. Boom, boom. Trade got <laughs> invitational. Trade got invitational underway. Oh, yeah. If you are unfamiliar or new to the show, Jason and I launched a Dynasty League called the Trade Gods Invitational. Funny thing about that, you had to be invited for the first year because it's a Dynasty League. We're not doing it every single year, but maybe we'll add more. Who knows? We'll see where it goes. But I'm glad you brought it up. I also am very excited about it. Had to bust out the Stefan Diggs jersey. You guys might be saying, hey, Diggs isn't in the Super Bowl. Why do you care? Nope. But I got him in the Trade Gods Invitational. So I am beyond excited. So why don't you tell people, listen, what, what did we do yesterday? What was the what was the kickoff event of the Invitational? Yeah, so I, I'm, a, I'm a crazy, kooky, wacky commissioner. and uh... <laughs> Hence the basement that he's currently staying in that he's been in for a month. <laughs> And, uh, you know, we got 14 people together to join our league. It started with 12, but then we had a little bit more in us. So we're yeah. like, screw it. We can do 14. And I think it's important in startups to allow people to get the foundation they want. Uh, but I also didn't want to waste everyone's time with 14 people. So we did five rounds of a startup auction uh, last night. So 70 players were drafted total in auction format. We had 1000 bucks, which is probably too much. Probably could have done less. Bidding got a little a little strange. It took a while, but it was fun though. And, and in my fun. brain, I liked what I like. I guess it could have been a hundred. I just liked the easy because I could my my yeah. bonehead brain. I could think of percentages. So I'm just thinking like, okay, I'm willing to chase this guy to thirty percent. I'm willing to chase for this guy to forty five percent. X Y Z. So that did help out. But yes. Uh, so let me ask you this: What is one thing that you liked about the five round auction that we started? What are you happy about? And also, let's look on the other side of the coin. Like, what do you like? Eh, that could have went better. Yeah. Um. I mean, I really like how my team turned out. Uh, for those of you in the league, you know that I have a lot of running backs. <laughs> running back you! <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, I I, uh, I didn't spend for most, for like really the first couple rounds, which I don't know. It's a super flex league, so I didn't end up with any of those stud quarterbacks, which mm-hmm. sucks, but they literally went for like 50%. Most of yeah. the good ones, and I just, I don't know. I'm a value guy. I couldn't stomach it at the end of the day. And we'll see where it lands me. So that that's a little mm-hmm. bit of a disappointment. I, I really I really did want a stud quarterback. That's just so much more fun to root for. But yes, hey. <laughs> but hey, <laughs> I will say I did chase all the stud quarterbacks. But yeah, when they got basically to fifty percent, I bowed out. I probably shouldn't have been so scared. But at the end of the day, I was happy how my team came out. The the one thing I was happy with is I I wanted to come out with two what I call dragons, two high end mm-hmm. uh, receivers. Yeah. Turns out I had three, uh, two of them a little older, Stefan Diggs and Tyreek Hill. Uh, I was happy with the percentages where I got them, but mm-hmm. looking back, the thing that I didn't like is I probably should have waited to see because there was a couple of wide receiver values like T. Higgins went for a pretty good value in the mm-hmm. draft, so uh, I had you know make up for that. Traded for him, Trade Gods is in the title. That's why we do the damn thing. So that is why we'll, we'll keep you posted throughout, uh, you know, as things go because it is the invitation. We are very excited about it, but. We do have some trades to break down here tonight. And you know what we're going to do? We are going to dive right on in because each and every one of these players are in the Super Bowl. So we are very pumped for Sunday and we are talking about it. So let's get into it. 
So we are about to kick off the WTF segment. If you're new to the show, first of all, welcome. But the WTF segment does not stand for what do you think it does. It stands for <laughs> trade is fair. We have three trades that were executed throughout the fantasy verse, and we are going to break them down and then give our declaration on which trade is most fair. So let's do it. WTF, baby. Which trade's fair? The first trade on tonight's list involves one of the quarterbacks playing on Sunday. An absolute stud in fantasy, the number one quarterback on a points-per-game basis this year, Jalen Hurts. And in this league, which is a 12-team 2QB league, getting Jalen Hurts in the 2QB league is a lot. But gave up my boy, DJ Moore, a 2023 round one, another 2023 round one, and an additional 2023 second round pick. So when you see this, what are your first thoughts, Jay? Yeah, I mean, the way I'm going to break this down is I imagine one of those firsts is Bajan Robinson. I, I I feel like it almost has to be. Yes, uh, yes. Or at least like 102, maybe if they really, really like Bryce Young, CJ Stroud or mm-hmm. Will Levis, right? Um, so that's that's how I'm choosing to break this down. It's, I mean, it's a good foundation. You can't complain about two first rounds. You can't really complain about DJ Moore. You might have been disappointed with him this season, but I mean, he's still got great potential, and I mean, he still was decent. So, you know, that's a good piece. And then we'll see what happens with that second round pick. But it's Jalen Hurts, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I am probably the biggest DJ Moore fan. There is uh, DJ Moore for life. DJM. It's in my contract. I have to tout him. He is my boy. So getting him in any type of dynasty format, I'm excited. Uh, but I am with you here. If I were to find out some more context and find out that this is the 107 and 108, I'm. This is a complete disaster in my opinion. Uh, two QB league. Jalen Hurts. He's shown that he could be super effective in multiple facets: running, passing. And even though I love DJ Moore. He's not out of the woods. Yeah, do I like Frank Reich as a head coach for the offense? Sure. Are they saying the right things in the offseason in terms of chasing a good young quarterback? Yeah. And if they come away with the C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, will I be excited? Oh, you bet your ass I will be. Yeah. He looked good with Sam Darnold. He finished the game. The, he finished the last four weeks of the season with two 20-point performances, one other 18-point performance. So three weeks out of the last four were very good. But even saying that, he has yet to finish inside um, – Wide receiver 25 on a points-per-game basis since 2019. And when we just kind of look at what Jalen Hurts did, what he's surrounded by, and what they can still do going forward, I don't see a cliff falling off. He didn't sustain any injuries, um, you know, like Lamar Jackson, who was obviously a mobile guy. But with the injuries, does that slow him down? That question is not there for Jalen Hurts. And he was he just was absolutely dynamic in fantasy. So you – you have to have backup plans. So I'm with you. If this is, let's say it's the 101. Let's just say for, for context here, let's play a little game. Let's yeah. say this is Jalen Hurts for DJ Moore, the 101 and the 102 plus a second round pick. Does that make it closer? Or are you still like, hey, dude, you traded Jalen Hurts? No, I mean, that, that makes it as close as it can be, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think any savvy dynasty manager would probably prefer that side. I I highly doubt it's the 101 and 102. But even then, I mean, that's still fair. Like, I still feel like that's fair for that's value, right? That's like surface value. And and, and the Harry Snowman in the chat brings up a great point. Hertz did hurt his shoulder, uh, but I guess maybe I was thinking more lower body, like mobility yeah. hindering injuries. But he's right; shoulder injuries is a big injury, and that was because you know he was scrambling out and got tackled. So I guess yeah. that does bring up a good point. Uh, if it is the 102 and 101, it does make it, I think, fair. I think it makes it a C that would probably make right. it the probably one of the fairest trades we talk about tonight. Uh, without yeah. that context, though, I got to give it to Jalen Hurts because that's so, those margins are so thin. If it's the 101 and the 109, nah. If it's the 103 and the 105, nah. It's just Jalen Hurts is a stud and. It looks like from this trade, having multiple firsts to move lends to a little bit of a suggestion that this person had stockpiled in the past, potentially. So uh, I definitely think it was a great move stockpiling some of those things, taking some of those bullets and shooting to get a guy like Jalen Hurts on your team because he's an absolute stud. So uh, we both side with the Hurts side, but if this is a uh, early, too early picks, obviously we kind of 
are a little bit more forgiving. But is it the fairest trade? Uh, we shall see. The second trade that I'd like to talk about today in fall involves uh, my boy. Travis Kelsey is uh, top three players in the league for me. I just He's just one of my favorites. He's, uh, I'm a Patriots guy, so I've been kind of programmed to believe Gronk, Gronk, Gronk. And I love Gronk. Don't get me wrong. But Travis Kelsey is my guy. He's one of my favorite players. And in this trade, he was traded away for Cole Komet in a 2023 round one. It is a 14-team league, so it's a deep league. We know a thing or two about that. <laughs> trade gods, yeah. no baby. All right, but when you see this trade again, a stud in fantasy being dealt, what are your thoughts? This one's interesting because I looked at it earlier and I was like, well, I really like the Cole Komet first round side. But now I'm like looking at it. I think I, I don't know. I mean, like Travis Kelsey to me, maybe not quite a sell, but I think we're getting to where you might need to start selling him maybe next season, right? Is like when we're going to start talking about that. Um, so it's kind of getting ahead of that. But God, man, it, it <laughs> this is really tough. It really depends where that first round pick is. It has to be like top four, three, even maybe for me. And I like I like Komet. I like Komet, mm-hmm. but he he doesn't have a Kelsey ceiling. He has like a Dalton Schultz ceiling. So a Dalton Schultz twenty one ceiling. So um, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, it, it it depends what the first round pick is. This one this one's tough on me. <laughs> this one's tough. You know, I wanted I, when you were saying time to sell Kelsey, I was getting ready to get ready to bite. You know, I was getting ready to show the teeth because I don't yeah. think he's a sell. And matter of fact, if you stick around, I will get into the opposite. I think he's a buy. We'll talk about that later in the show. So I'm not going to dive you know, into a whole lot of Travis Kelsey. I'll dive into the other side. Mm-hmm. Cole Komet, he's a good player. I do like him. But mm-hmm. I do have to believe to my – I do I think to myself here, what situation next year or beyond would be better than this year? He had no one to compete with targets. He was completely alone in terms of being the guy in Chicago. They are theoretically going to continue to add and build around Justin Fields. Justin Fields decided to break, oh, damn near break, the single-season rushing record as opposed to chucking it to to Cole Komet a bunch of times. He finished with 8.7 points a game, which is okay. Tight end 16 on a points-per-game average. So I don't know if there's ever going to be a ceiling in which you're like, Cole Komet's my guy week in and week out. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Now, some additional context, there is no tight end premium, and it is one QB. So for me, this would have to be the one-on-one. Just period. Uh, it just I don't care. You know, Say what you will, but right now I'm going to need Bijan because without seeing the landing spots, I love JSN, I love Jordan Addison, but they are there are some really bad landing spots. Uh, in terms of year one and year two production from those rookies. And Kelsey is clearly a win-now play. And yeah, he's older. He's 33 years old, I think, off the top of my head. But we keep saying that, and if you bought two years ago, you could be in two championships. You could have won two championships because of him. He's an outlier. He's not a guy where he has a boom season and a drop season. He's a no-doubt producer. He works hard at the game. The podfather talks about this ad nauseum, and I couldn't agree more with him. The guy's a, a workhorse. He's, he keeps his body right. He knows how to go down. He doesn't take unnecessary hits. He does get you know rock-bottomed by Derwin James once a year, but who doesn't? Mm-hmm. I just think here I am – this is not a trade for me. This is not a trade I'm looking to do. I'm not yeah. looking to get Cole Komet in a round one for Travis Kelsey right now. I think I'm w- willing to ride off to the sunset with him, um, and that's that, uh, I, because he's just such a difference maker. No, I, I think I'm agreeing with you here. I, I do. I think I think you might be a bit too low on Komet. Maybe I do think I think it's I think it's understandable to say that you know this is the time where he would obviously do better because he has no competition. But like you brought up the rushing point. I think obviously they shore up that offensive line and you know Justin Fields gets older. I don't think the Bears want him to run as much as he did. And True. with a better offensive line, he'll be able to pass a little bit more. And I mean, I think I think it's fair to say that it is healthy for a tight end to have a wide receiver to compete with. Just so I mean they're not I mean, like it's harder, like Harry Snowman even says in the chat, Komet's pretty slow. So I mean, if he's the guy and he's getting double covered, like he's not gonna be able to do that. But against some single coverage. When Justin Fields throws like six or seven more passes a game, at least. I mean, I think. I mean, I, I think the ceiling is there. It's just again nowhere near as high as Kelsey, and it never will be. <laughs> it's true. I mean, but the pushback I think I will give you there with Komet is when you look kind of at the history of production. Um, you either have to be on a pro- pro- prolific offense or be that number one offense, and yeah. Kelsey's both. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. Crazy. Exactly. Uh, and, exactly. And he lost. Uh, 
Tyreek Hill and people were like, well, he how is he going to do what right. he does without Tyreek Hill? No, he continued to do it because they didn't bring in an alpha. They let him cook. Mark, Mark Andrews, we talked about on a past show, if they bring in more pass catchers, he's not going to have the ceiling that he had when he got a gajillion yeah. targets. You need to be in, a, in an offense where, yeah, there are the ones like TJ Hawkinson where Justin Jefferson for sure helps him out. Uh, but I do think that's more of a pass-happy, statuesque quarterback who's going to chuck it. I don't ever see that being Justin Fields. Uh, but so, I mean, I'm not – I don't think I may be – I might be a little too low on Cole Komet because, in fairness, I was happy to get him in drafts last year. I will be yeah. happy to get him in my seasonal leagues late this year. So maybe I am kind of besmirching a man's good name here in Trade Gods a little bit. But, man, this, just, this trade is just not for me. Give me the superstar in a 14-team league. Give me the guy, the outlier, that can win me leagues. And 100%. you know what? If Kelsey falls off a cliff, where am I now? I'm just in the shit with the rest of the league. With everyone else. <laughs> so we're just going to ride this guy until the wheels fall off, no doubt about it. So, uh, but I'm with you there. I'm with is you. the trade fair? Yeah, I definitely think it's fair. Now, is it the most fair? I don't know. You're going to stick around <laughs> to find out. The third trade is a certified grade A Super Bowl banger, folks. It is involving the big dog himself, possibly the most valuable asset in Superflex, I'd say. Definitely. My voice is getting so high because I'm not sure, but he's very, very good. We're talking about Pat Mahomes, ladies and gentlemen. This trade involves one team, Team A, getting Pat Mahomes and selling one, two, three, four, five, six assets. They are tra- trading away Calvin Austin, who they are trading a 23 first, a 23 second, a 23 third, and a 23 fourth. So someone's basically whole rookie draft and <laughs> T Law Trevor Lawrence. Trading away Patrick Mahomes is possibly the biggest sin in, in two quarterback leagues. This is a two QB league, but. What are your first thoughts? What are you thinking about this type of trade? I'm a bit biased here because I am a Trevor Lawrence owner in Superflex Dynasty League. So, um, I mean, still, it's a fair trade. However, I think I might I think I think might be leaning the Trevor Lawrence side. Uh, just because, I mean, I think the step down is big, is big, but not crazy big. I mean, we're talking about maybe five to ten points a game average, which, okay, that's maybe a lot. Still, still, I think Trevor Lawrence has a great career ahead of him, and I, I would love to own Trevor Lawrence in a Superflex yeah. Dynasty League on top of an entire rookie draft. If you draft yeah. well, and I'm also assuming that this is an early first, like top five. Um, I think right. I think that that's I think that that's a I think that that'd be a good trade if it's end first round. I'm I'm a little I'm a little hesitant for sure, mm-hmm. but I think if I'm a Patrick Mahomes owner, I'm not upset about this trade in the least bit, and perhaps even looking forward a bit and getting kind of excited about this rookie draft. Yeah, when I see this trade, uh, I you know I start looking at okay, what parts of it do I love? What parts of it do I hate? What is kind of like scratching my head here? Uh, the Calvin Austin end of it, I don't even know why I you would be like, throw him in. <laughs> I don't even, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of confused by it. Maybe it's a Steelers fan. I have no idea. Yeah, I was... <laughs> uh, but I am, I'm with you here again. Just like all the other trades, there's yeah. kind of a constant theme throughout these trades, and it's what is that first round pick? What value does that hold? Because we're starting to see the rookie class take form. You know, yeah. we just saw the senior bowl. Shout out to Cody and Matt. They're doing a great job. Side note, shout out to Cody this offseason. My man is killing it. Seeing him and Dario just doing great work on yeah. Super Bowl row. Freaking radio row. We need to give them all the props in the world. So if you are on Twitter, make sure you send Dario Ofstein, Matt Kelly, and Cody Carpentier just kudos for their work that they're doing at the senior bowl and radio row. It's just killing it. But they were at the Senior Bowl, so we're starting to see are there you know guys that are going to push their way into the first round like we saw last year, like we saw Christian Watson, like we saw you know in the Senior Bowl. Doesn't seem as much like that this year. It seems to be the studs that we knew are the studs we're going to get after yep. that. It's kind of whatever. So that first-round pick just holds a whole lot of weight in this trade. I love T-Law. I think in theory, if I'm moving a Patrick Mahomes, I need a guy like T-Law involved. Exactly. So I, you know, if I'm looking to retool, yeah, this is this is kind of my ballpark. So, you know, seeing Patrick Mahomes traded away, what's your first thought? Like, ah, what are you doing? Yeah, I, yeah, but no, you know, I, it's okay. It's okay, <laughs> I do like it. But I mean, if you're telling me that you're getting even the 105 in every round, 
okay, we're starting to talk here because now you're now you're telling me I can get a running back. I can probably get wide receiver one in this class at the 105, a quarterback. I mean, we're starting to see clips of what A, a. Rich looks like in the offseason, and he's going to look fantastic at the combine. He's yep. going to test fantastic. He has an absolute laser rocket arm. He's going to be fast. And we've seen what certain throws and pro days do to quarterbacks. <clears throat> Zach Wilson. So we know that there are going to be probably four quarterbacks at the top of the rookie draft. Uh, so if you're telling me this is Trevor Lawrence and Bijan, Trevor Lawrence and Young or Stroud, or if Levis and A. Rich turn out to be what we're hoping, one of those, now we're starting to make this a lot more a trade that I would contemplate. But it's crazy. You tell me you're trading with Patrick Mahomes and two career. I'm like, mm, this is uh, pretty, uh, it's pretty fair. But, Jason, is it? The most fair trade. So before we give our answer, let's do a quick recap. Trade one involved Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. He was traded four, and the person gave away DJ Moore two round ones this year and a round two in 2023. Round two was seeing a team trade away my boy Travis Kelsey. How dare you? But getting Cole Komet in a 23 round one. And trade number three was Patrick Mahomes being acquired for T-Law, Calvin Austin, Around one, around two, around three, and around four in this year's rookie draft. So, Jason, which trade do you believe is the most fair? I love that question mark behind Calvin Austin. <laughs> I'm going to go with the most fair is trade three. Mm, mm. <laughs> I am going to not, definitely not trade two to me. I don't think that. I think that trade is just goofy. Um I'm gonna. I wanted to. I was. I wanted to give a little bit of discourse. I want to do a little back and forth. But I'm gonna agree with you. I do think that trade three is the most fair. Trade one just depends too much on those round ones. It does. Whereas you're getting T Law. So even if it's the 107, okay, I don't love it. But you're still talking about probably wide receiver two in the class, maybe even running back two in the class. Uh, if A Rich falls you at 107, like there is pot potential to, to add something to Trevor Lawrence that makes it worth it. So I am going to agree with you here that trade three is the most fair. Now, does the trade analyzer agree with us? If you're new to the show, we use the trade finder and trade analyzer tools on playerprofiler.com. Fantastic tools on learning a basis of a trade. Seeing what the trade market outside of your league looks like gives you kind of a little bit of a base on where to turn, where to go. So using these things, we use the trade finder to obviously find these trades. And we're going to break down the trade analyzer to see in which trade they think is the most fair. Who do they agree with? So today, this time, we are on the same team for trade three. Trade one has the trade analyzer ranks trade one as a blowout for Jalen Hurts in yep. two QB formats. Just an absolute blowout for Jalen Hurts. So that was not the most fair trade. Trade two was kind of a blowout, but not for the Travis Kelsey side. Yeah. For the Cole Komet side. 63.7 lifetime value points more for the Cole Komet round one side. It makes sense. You know, I get the age, but again, even if Chuck Kelsey stinks and just doesn't even play, then you're kind of just in the mix with most of the league given how bad Titan is. Now here it is. Trade three. Does it agree with us? Jason, do you want to tell the people if it agrees with us? Oh, it agrees with us. Oh, it is so it close. Yes. Oh, it's so close too. We did it. It's we <laughs> did it. We I mean today it's usually man versus machine, but today man has melded with machine. We are simpatico. The trade gods are damn near cyborgs. How blended we are with the machine. Because this trade is super razor close. It gives about 10 lifetime value points to the Mahomes side. But when we're talking about values in the 700s, yeah, nine to ten points is nothing. Yeah. That is a super, super Super fair trade. So I absolutely think the trade machine, the trade analyzer says kudos to the trade gods. We are obviously going to do a little bit of buy and sell. But before we dive into that, I got to talk to each and every one of you, okay? If you didn't get into the trade invitational, first of all, sorry, you know, Jason, look, what can they do? They were late. Now they're not in the trade guard invitational. Your regular leagues are done. Your seasonal leagues are kaputs. You ain't playing. Well, the Super Bowl's coming up. And if you want to put a little extra juice, get a little bit of extra know stake in the game you can go to underdog fantasy underdog fantasy is a platform where you can hit player props you can do a whole bunch you can do best ball drafts you can do a playoff best ball drafts matter of fact i gotta go check to see what my playoff best ball drafts look like because i drafted some pretty damn good ones i got a lot of chiefs so they're in the super bowl that is gonna do me good there 
But if you want to do some over-under player props, you can do that at Underdog Fantasy. And if you want to do it, use the promo code UNDERWORLD, and you will get a deposit match up to $100, baby. That's 100 bucks for free. $100 for free. You put in 100 Underdog says bet. Here's an extra 100 my friend. And they can do that with the promo code UNDERWORLD. $100 deposit match if you use that promo code at Underdog Fantasy. So let's dive right on in to our buys and our sells. It's time to buy and sell. Oh, yeah. So it is custom here at the Trade Gods that Jason picks which route we go. What are we doing here? Are we buying or are we selling? I feel like I've chosen to to spend some money to buy players the past few weeks. So let's sell. Let's let's sell some players right now. So Jason is selling Jarek McKinnon, and I am sticking to the same position on the other team. I'm selling Miles Sanders in Dynasty. So Jason, tell the people listening, waiting. They're just waiting to hear why are you selling Jarek McKinnon? And we'll we'll see if this if this bites me in the ass here. Hopefully, I, I can cuss on this, right? <laughs> Fuck that, you can. Yeah, what am I doing? Anyway, um, I haven't been this ballsy on the show yet. I feel like I feel like I've been pretty reasonable here, and I'm I'm perhaps those days over- are over. Yeah, no, no, yeah, exactly. I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put some speculation into here, and maybe I'm bitter, but we'll get into that. And this is maybe over extrapolating, extrapolating, extra extra extrapolating, if you will. Extrapolating. Um, yes, exactly. And um, I don't know. I don't. First off, I don't like how he's been used in the playoffs. He had 2.5 points against the Jaguars, even though he had a 64% snap share. And then he had 3.9 points in the AFC Championship with a snap share going down to 39%. It, it's rough. Mm-hmm. It's rough. And especially with having such a great end to the regular season in the fantasy football championships, you would have expected that to continue a little bit. But no, we saw Isaiah Pacheco, especially in the AFC Championship, used as a receiver a lot more often. And it, again, it could be over-extrapolating. We're talking about one game sample size, really two game sample size here. But he's 31 years old. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep looking back to last season, where he was very good in the playoffs for the Chiefs and was a big part of their playoff success, even though uh didn't end in the best way for them. But still, <laughs> uh, he was used a lot. And he it was in the same exact scenario where he was on a one-year contract. And even though he had such a great end to the playoffs and in the season, uh, they cut him. They released him or just, you know, didn't resign him, mm-hmm. whatever the term would be. And, of course, we've gotten to here today. We fast forward a bit and they re-signed him and everything. I, I'm looking at him and I think we're going to see that same exact thing. I think that Jarek McKinnon is the exact type of player that we could see his value completely plummet from where it is yes. right based on his performance. If he has a quiet game, he's definitely not re-signed, at least immediately. He will, his contract will expire, and then Chiefs will kind of spend a few weeks exploring options. Jarek McKinnon will explore options, and then he might resign, right? Mm-hmm. But in that time period, his value is going to be so rock bottom that I, I just don't even want to get to there. I don't even want to risk it. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has been activated off IR. Isaiah Pacheco was just used a decent bit last week to where it's reasonable to say that Jerick McKinnon at least won't have an explosive game. He could score a touchdown, sure. But I, I think in this kind of game where it's going to be a shootout, a touchdown's not even going to mean that much. And I think that you should be trying to shop him right now while people remember what he did in the fantasy football playoffs, while people mm-hmm. remember that. Because people's memory is very short-lived. And, uh, I mean, it's just not going to be the same, especially if that contract does expire like I expect it to. And he does have a quiet game. I mean, like I said, I his value could literally just like, like he could be dropped in some leagues. So I, I try to get something for him now. And I, I mean, I think you could even get a, a decent penny, like a second round pick maybe for him or something like that. Jarek McKinnon is one of those players that <clears throat> you probably had faith in in the past, didn't mm-hmm. do anything. But now there's a golden opportun- opportunity to cash in on an asset that was valueless, you know, for most of his existence in the NFL. Um He's done great for them. And, you know, I could see the Chiefs bringing him back to do a similar role because him and Isaiah Pacheco do work well. They do. Uh, they're both very fast. Uh, Pacheco runs mean. Jarek McKinnon's great out of the backfield. Caught, you know, he had 11 total touchdowns this year. Uh, but even with that, it, it took 11 touchdowns. 
Um, through the fantasy playoffs, you know, he was kind of supported by those receiving touchdowns, which we'll take them. I mean, then you can't discount touchdowns. That's part of football. Um, but I do think you're right here that even if he resigns with the Chiefs, let's say he resigns the day after the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. his value goes down no matter what. It's just he's like you mentioned, he's 32 years old. He's kind of a you know, he hasn't really been a study super athletic. We've always been a fan of him over here at Player Profiler. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, this is an opportunity where you can take an asset that you've had and really turn it into something that you can kind of play with, whether it be uh, maybe a bigger name that had a bad season or an older running back. Like, let me ask you this. If, if you could take Jarek McKinnon at a, a second-round pick and get Zeke, would you, would you do that? Maybe not a second. Well, it might have been a little- yeah, maybe not a second. Third. Let me say a third. I was yeah, thinking I, think I, think I would do that. Second has I mean, a bit more weight to it. Yeah, second has a bit more weight, but I think I might the, the third is making me scratch my head and I don't even like Zeke too much, but I do still think that and I think I've talked about it on this show or with, with people before, maybe on the Instagram, that you know, Zeke even in a in a limited role could still have like a Jamal Williams type mm-hmm. ceiling. Like he was Jamal Williams in, in for the Cowboys right. this right. year. Right. And I mean, it could be, uh, I mean, even, even up like even more, like they could find themselves mm-hmm. on the goal line even more than they did this year. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, like I, I'm not, a, I'm not against that at all. And I mean, like I said, I mean, he's going to be 32 and yeah, I mean, I, I good. <laughs> oh, we, we love ourselves on Isaiah Pacheco, but I'm not going to dive into too much about him. I did want to add one thing, but let me wrap, put the, put a pin in the whole Zeke. McKinnon thing. Uh, even though I don't love Zeke, I do think he has less question marks going into 2023 where McKinnon has probably a higher ceiling, probably even a value ceiling mm-hmm. in the offseason, but the, his floor could be nothing. It could be a bottomless pit. It could be the Grand Canyon. So that absolute crater, I'm trying to cash in now. So I, I'm not going to put much, do a whole lot of pushback on selling Jarek McKinnon. You mentioned Isaiah Pacheco's performance in the, against Cincinnati in the conference championship. He ran 21 routes. Six targets, five receptions. Those three key metrics in the pass game, career highs. So as his role in the pass game goes up when the games matter most, that does tell you a whole lot with mm-hmm. what the, the Chiefs think about Isaiah Pacheco and what that could mean for Jack McKinnon. So selling him now is good process. Cashing in on basically a free asset at some point in Dynasty is certainly worth doing. And if you traded for him because you were in a playoff run, here's a chance to maybe recoup 75, 80% of what yeah. you gave. So I yeah. think that's what I'm looking to do. I think that's a great sell candidate. My sell candidate is Miles Sanders, and it's pretty simple. Uh, it's just look at his touchdowns in his four year career. Six six zero eleven. So if he scored one more touchdown this year, he would have six touchdowns on average. That's what he does, which isn't bad. It's not great. It's not bad, but it's not great. Uh, it's in the middle. This year he had 1,200 rushing yards. They really leaned on him. He had a career-high 259 rush yards, which is basically double any other year that he's had. Yeah. Not basically not basically double, but over 100 more than he's had at any other point in his career. And when I look at a lot of the metrics that I turn to in terms of an efficient, good running back, not a circumstantial running back, like being part of this offense was obviously very beneficial to him. Uh, they used him in the goal line. They used him when they needed to. Uh, Nick Sirianni does like to run the football, uh, but I don't think they bring him back on big money. They certainly won't franchise him. They got two first-round picks. And if I'm them, obviously they're not thinking about this now, but obviously you have Bijan Robinson sitting there at the end of the first or a chance to get him at some point in the first that's a difference maker on a ball club. Miles Sanders, even though he was a pretty good prospect, he did run pretty quick four four nine coming into the league. Uh, it's I don't think his situation gets better next year, and I think it's more. It looks more like it did uh, in twenty 2020 twenty in twenty nineteen, which is solid, but it's not you know what you got this year uh, on a points per game basis. It might look pretty similar, but in terms of where they finished and how you needed them throughout the year. It's a little different. And he had 4.7 true yards per carry, 4.8 true uh, yards per touch, 22.9% juke rate, and a 4.6 breakaway run rate. None of those metrics are inside the top 50, or inside the top 12 in all of them, but true yards per carry are outside of the top 25 amongst qualified running backs. So he's not doing a whole lot with his skill. He's just kind of getting uh, not just what he needs. He's a pretty good, like I said, he's decent. He's a good running back. He's just not great. And I think his value is high right now. I think there are players in Dynasty Leagues who like to ride the wave of free agency where they always think the grass is greener. I would exploit one of those fantasy managers in my league and really try to drive home like, oh, what if he goes to Team X? 
this, the, you know, the Chiefs might sign him. You know, try to play into that because sometimes guys get kind of enamored of what could be and yeah. lose focus on what is. And to me, what is is Miles Sanders is a sell. So I'm definitely looking to sell Miles Sanders. Um, I would give this caveat. I do think he has a role on Sunday. I if you missed uh, the round table with Seth and Matt last night, I was on it. Shout out to those guys. Shout out to Ahan, who was also on it. Uh, check that out. But I did mention I think the Eagles win. And if that's going to happen, Miles Sanders is going to tote the rock. So my, I, if I rostered him, I would wait till Monday because I do think that Miles Sanders could have a, a good role, will have a good showing, help his, you know, his free agent, his bag, as the kids say, in the Super Bowl. And then I'm definitely looking to sell, looking to sell at, at the, the peak of his value. So wait till Monday, unless you don't think what I just said is going to happen and sell now, but either way, sell, sell, sell. What do you have to say about Miles Sanders? Are you looking to buy hold or, or are you sell with him as well? Yeah, no, I'm selling. I don't, I'm not, I'm not enamored by any potential landing spot. I, I honestly wasn't really enamored with him on the Eagles. I know he was decent for fantasy purposes, but I think there's decent running backs anywhere to be honest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I agree with what you say. I mean, I, I do think the Eagles are going to go run heavy and maybe leading into my buy candidate here. But I mean, I think it I think it's gonna be the Jalen Hurts show, man. I like well, it. <laughs> okay. Well that's gonna wrap up the cells. Jason <laughs> Jason tipped the old cap. He put the old segue into it. He gave us a little bit of a uh, a preview of what yeah. we're going to talk about. Our buy candidates are Jalen Hurts and Travis Kelsey. So you started talking about Hertz. The floor is yours, my friend. Yeah. Okay. So this one, I don't even have to bring metrics into it. We know Jalen Hertz is a great quarterback. He's had a great year. He wears great suits. He wears good suits. He, mm-hmm. he has swag, as they say. <laughs> as one would say. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I mean, like the weapons, everything. He loved the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Like great team, even. I mean, like nothing's really changing around. The, this this squad and so and i recognize jalen hurts is pretty expensive um but i'm looking at these teams and i think everyone on the chiefs especially is fairly valued and i think everyone on the eagles for the most part is fairly valued uh, you can make some caveats and be like oh you know Devonte smith has some room to grow isaiah pacheco has some room to grow yeah but i don't necessarily think they'll grow because of the super bowl i think they'll grow because of some other things and so when we're talking about trying to buy a player because of their potential performance in a game, it's got to be Jalen Hurts. Because if A, if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, just huge things for Jalen Hurts. I, I was uh, I was live today with uh, Upper Hand Fantasy and Fantasy Guides on Instagram. And um, I mean, we were, it's just like there's still people out there who are not completely sold on Jalen Hurts. There's a mm-hmm. lot. Oh, of for sure. For sure. Um, and even though he's QB2 in our rankings, which is probably fair. That I don't think the general consensus is there at all, Mm-mm. at all, even close to that. A, a Super Bowl win does that. A Super Bowl win makes it to where people are be are like, oh, maybe he's equal to Patrick Mahomes, which he's not. It, Patrick Mahomes to me is a clear QB one in real life. We talked about. We just talked about how much Patrick Mahomes means. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. You know, but that's going to be talked about. Like if he wins this Super Bowl, if he wins Super Bowl MVP, it's you're not going to be able to trade for Jalen Hurts anymore. The person who owns him is going to be, I have the Super Bowl winning quarterback on my roster. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Like, it, it's just like, to me, that's the person's value who can rise the most and who realistically probably will rise the most, to be honest. I mean, outside of uh, Devontae Smith Super Bowl MVP performance, I don't think there's another player uh, that's really going to grow the way that Jalen Hurts could value-wise. So uh, you just said a name that I do want to talk about. I'm kind of, I'm, I might blindside you here a little bit if you don't mind. But before we do that, I just want to add a little bit more to Jalen Hurts. Um, what can you say about a guy who's dominating this year? But I do agree that the public doesn't seem as frantic as they probably should be with this type of guy in fantasy. Um, he's shown the ability to run the football. He's shown the ability to lead the offense. Now he has the weapons that you, like you said, aren't going anywhere, but one area that he did truly, truly improve was his accuracy. He had a 97.8 true passer rating this year and a 8.0 accuracy rating this year. Both of those metrics are inside the top six amongst quarterbacks, which is a massive, massive improvement from 2021. 
He was top four in QBR and top five in expected points added. So this was not a supported by his weapons season. This was him. I can't. I'm just like can't say the words. This is him elevating the talent around him. This is him yeah. commanding the offense. This is him being a true star in the NFL. And I don't think it's too hasty to take your Josh Allen and quote unquote down tier to Jalen Hurts and potentially get maybe a even if it's a tiny cherry on top or yeah. take a Joe Burrow and trade it for. Jalen Hurts. Um, I yeah. know that seems blasphemous in the NFL, and maybe it is in real football, but here in fantasy, Jalen Hurts is exactly the type of quarterback you want. Uh, we talked about him earlier in WTF, so I'm not going to really dive a whole lot on Jalen Hurts. But yeah, I want to disagree with you here, my fellow trade god. I want a little bit of discourse here. Maybe we'll get it with Kelsey. But I want to blindside you. I want to take you yeah. here. This isn't in the show notes. This is completely off the cuff. You mentioned the Slim Reaper. Yeah. Devontae Smith. Uh, what is his value right now out there? And I want to ask you a real crazy question. Yeah. He's looked great. This isn't a question. This is a compliment. He's looked great. He's made tremendous catch. He's been a, a beast in the playoffs. Is he the wide receiver one in dynasty? No, not so what I meant. Is he the wide receiver one in dynasty on the Eagles? Would you rather have him or AJ Brown in dynasty? I, I think I, I really think I would. I really, really. Ooh, that's a bold take. I like it. I know. I know. I really think I would. I mean, I know if I owned AJ Brown, I would be asking for Devonte Smith plus. I'm, I'm not that kind of person. But if I like, that's like, well, that's value. That's an understanding right, of value. Right. I get that. Right. But say we had this auction draft last night. I don't even think I really bid on AJ Brown. He's just. I mean, like I like AJ Brown. He's a great receiver. But there's just something about Devonte Smith, man. There's just something about him. I see a longevity in his career that like I just so many years. Like I I think he's going to be a healthy receiver. I think he's going to be a very consistent receiver and I don't I just don't see him going anywhere. When was the last time we saw a Heisman receiver? Like I don't know, 2004 maybe? Uh maybe older than that probably. I don't, like, <laughs> it's been old. I knew when he won it it did it was something that didn't happen often it was uh yeah. there was a drought there it's i don't know that off the top of my head but yeah you're right okay so so Devonte smith i'm gonna call you crazy a little bit because yeah, i do yeah, think aj brown is the wide receiver one in dynasty for the philadelphia eagles um but Devonte is good and in his rookie campaign you know he had about 800 receiving yards um, Harry Snowman agrees. He says he likes that tank of Devontae. So shout out to you, Rob. You and Jason currently uh, are opposites of me potentially. Uh, but I, I, AJ Brown was so good. Devontae Smith yeah. was good. And like I was saying, in his rookie year, we had 800 receiving yards. The, 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 the kind of the noise around the team in both real life and in fantasy was if you get this guy an alpha, he's going to shine. So they yeah. did. And AJ Brown was. AJ yeah. Brown was absolutely the alpha that we wanted this year. He was number four in Dominator rating. He was number two at 3.01 yards per route run. And he was had a 2.79 yards per team pass attempt. That was second most amongst wide receivers at the, at the qualified wide receivers in fantasy. So uh, I, I, I'm going to absolutely take A.J. Brown there. But I, I don't think you're crazy because I do love uh, Devontae Smith. I do think Jalen Hurts, who the, was the original point of this conversation, can you know support yeah. both of them. So I do like all three assets in Dynasty, and I also have zero uh, zero opposition of stacking the three of them in, in contests if you can. But let me ask you this because we are trade gods and we do like to talk trade a whole lot. If you tuned yeah. in before, you know we like to talk trade. If you have A.J. Brown and I have Devontae Smith, what do I have to add to get A.J.B. from you? I think to get it done, you're probably going to have to add a first. Uh, but I feel like the most fair would be a second. But, let me yeah. just say, let's just say, like, let's just say in our auction, I got Smith, you got Brown. What are you asking for personally? Because you like Smith, Smith, you know, you want him on your team. You know, I like AJ Brown, but obviously we're both smart. We both know that the value isn't there on a one for one. Is it going to take a round two or, or, or is there a player? Let me say, let's just say yeah. picks out. It's a player. What play, what type of player do I have to add? Yeah, I, I would actually want a player. I don't think I'd want to deal with draft picks here. I think I would look at my roster and see what I need. Uh, in this particular case, I would probably want another wide receiver. I think it could be interesting if you gave me Devontae Smith and say, like, I mean, let's say, know, I know you hate Mike Williams. So would you give me Devontae Smith and Mike Williams? 
<laughs> Devontae Smith. And, yes, of course I would. Cool. Uh, then we've got a deal done, my friend. <laughs> I, me, this is. I know this is blasphemous. This is not accurate in terms of the the value in the in the fantasy sphere. But we talked about a trade that involved Calvin Austin. Who? I, I'm adding Mike Williams as as easy as I'm adding to Calvin Austin. I can't stand that guy on my team. So yes, I'm doing that. But would you would if someone offered Isaiah Pacheco in Devontae Smith? Is that a smash for you? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. But, so. Let so me I, think ask that's, I think that's realistic. I think that's a realistic move. If you want to get AJB yeah. or you want to down tier from AJB to Devante, I think a Pacheco could get involved in there. I think that's not that bad. No, no, I think that's good. And I think one thing that I keep coming back to is, let me ask you this, and this might be bad analyst, but uh, would would you expect Devonte Smith or AJ Brown to play a full seventeen games? Which one would you would you take if you had to bet which one finished seventeen games? If I have to bet, I would bet. I'm gonna bet. I, I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna have to take Slim Reaper. Slim Reaper. Okay. Now, who would to. you think is on the Eagles in three years out of the two? AJ Brown. You think so? Okay. I think I, so, and I it's, it, and it's because I think they lock up Hurts and Hurts and AJ Brown. They're Disney boat. They're Disney Bros. You know, you keep Disney Bros around. But you know, your point is valid that Devontae Smith stayed relatively healthy in his two years in the league. AJ yeah. Brown has had a little bit of injuries here and there, but you know, he hasn't this year, and we've seen it before where yeah. a guy kind of has some stuff in the beginning. Yeah. Boom. Everything yeah. gets right. So uh that ends up being our whole long discussion on Eagles <laughs> wide receivers and Jalen Hurts. But I think it was good. I think it was very, very good, especially yeah. since they're on the in the Super Bowl this weekend. Yeah. We're excited to see it. But now it's time for your boy to roll up his sleeves, get to work, and talk about yeah. the man, the myth, the MF and legend, Travis Kelsey. There's no I'm buying. I'm buying him everywhere I can. And yeah. I think that the sentiment has been said all around the fantasy verse. He's getting older. He's 33 years, four months, five days. Shout out to Harry Snowman said in the chat. He's getting older. People are looking to jump ship as, as often as they can, especially at the end of a fantasy season. And I look back since 2016, tight end two, tight end two, tight end one, tight end one, tight end one, tight end two, tight end one. Tight end one this year at 18.6 fantasy points a game was number one with a bullet. Uh, I'm right. I've said it before in the show. I'll say it again. I'm keeping him on my team until the wheels fall off. If I'm trading him away, you're going to have to give me TJ Hawkinson plus a, a starter, a, a no doubt every week starter, because I, I think I need a guy like that. I wouldn't in early, the earlier in 23, early in 2022, if you could have dangled Kyle Pitts, I might've done it straight up. Not anymore. Not anymore. I'm not, I'm done waiting on potential. I know right here, right now, what are the facts? The facts say Travis Kelsey is a damn beast. He is the one of the best tight ends of this generation. You mm-hmm. look throughout his player page, it's just riddled with number ones, number twos. He was number two in routes per route, yards per route run, number one in yards per team pass attempt, number one in expected fantasy points, number one in tight end receiving yards, number one in yak, number one in total touchdowns, 110 receptions. He's still going to be linked to Patrick Mahomes. And win or lose in the Super Bowl, he is going to stick around and be hungry. I don't think he's going to retire anytime soon. And I keep saying the same thing on the show. I'll do it again. If he falls off a cliff, you put yourself in the same boat with most of your league. It's almost, it's not necessarily no harm, no foul, but it's damn near close. Because at that point, if your backup is Cole Komet or David Njoku or whatever next year is Gerald Everett, you're in the thick of whatever crap is left. There's going to be your Mark Andrews, your TJ Hawkinson, your Goddard, your George Kittles, the studs, those guys at the top there. But after that, like Evan Ingram was a league winner this year. He came on at the end. Those type of those type of players can come at this position. This position is a dumpster fire year in and year out. So I'm all in on Travis Kelsey. I think that this is the exact time of every single season where his value doesn't go down, but it does plateau where it opens a buying opportunity. And I'm sneaking right in that window, and I'm trying to buy anywhere I can. If I can trade a guy like Cole Komet in around one, give yeah. it to me. Give it to yeah. me all day long because this is, the like I said, this guy's a difference maker. This is a unicorn in fantasy sports that just isn't at any it's, – it's not avow, uh, It's not available in other positions. Uh-huh. There are number ones. Like, is Justin Jefferson a ridiculous receiver? Hell yeah. He's yeah. amazing. I love Justin Jefferson. But he doesn't absolutely leave all of the other wide receivers in the dust. I mean, he, he, does, he definitely tries. He's very good, and he scores a shitload of fantasy points. But Travis Kelsey is just – I mean, what, 75% of his production is 
still amongst the best, and he's linked to the best quarterback in the best offense. They're going to once again not have a bona fide receiver that would command all the targets next year. Could they go out and, and get someone to draft? For sure. He ain't taking Travis Kelsey's targets. Could they go out and get a free agent? Well, Juju's the best free agent receiver. So they ain't bringing in any better than what they already have. Yeah. Travis Kelsey at 34 years old can still get it done. We saw Tony Gonzalez do it late. We saw Antonio Gates do it late. We've seen tight ends Jason Witten did it late. We've seen tight ends who aren't nearly as talented as Travis Kelsey do it later in their careers. So I'm going to keep this guy. I'm not trading him. And if I can buy, I'm buy, buy, buying. Call me Justin Timberlake. I'm buying. Is there anything oh, you want to add about Kelsey? I, I got pretty passionate there. You can't, you know, when I bring up my guys, like, you know, I, I get a little passionate. It's, it's tough for me because I understand the concerns, but I mean, we've talked about it a lot in this show. I I'm, I'm more of a use redraft strategy in dynasty type of player. Mm. And so Travis Kelsey is a buy if you're willing to take those risks for sure. And so, I mean, I think that's going to come down to a manager by manager basis. He is expensive. Oh, he's yeah. worth the price though. He yeah. is worth the price because at the end of the day, concerns are just concerns. I mean, mm-hmm. like they could happen or they couldn't. And I mean, we talked about Derek Henry ad nauseum all off season. You know, he's coming back from a broken foot. He didn't look good when he returned in the playoffs. What did he do? Carried the Titans to their seven or wins that they ended up with. Uh, the only reason they had any offense and you know, not slowing down. Um, you can't always bet against star players. You just can't. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I can necessarily call him a buy, but I can't call him a sell. I can't call him a sell. If I am owning mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey, I am riding him till his wheels fall off. There's no reason to sell that dude. Unless you get TJ Hawkinson plus, which is something we talked about in a lot of episodes. Right. If you are, are you are, if you're walking, if you're tippy toeing out of the bank with a bunch of bags over your shoulder, and you've completely pulled off a heist. Yeah, you know, that might be it. Right. Right. But you know, I, th- I think we're on the same page here, man. I mean, he's Gronk's the goat, but he's goat too, uh, and so I think he's goat one. I do. No, I think this consistent. I'm a fantasy guy. I'm a fantasy snob. I'm a okay. fantasy, uh, all fantasy all day. That regular football stuff for the birds. No, I'm just kidding. I love, I love football, but this is fantasy. And, and just what he's done since 2016 as a fantasy asset is just, we may never see something like this, something that's so damn reliable, something that's year in and year out. Cha-ching. Let's get it done. Come uh, on, yeah, man. You remember Prime Gronk. Come on. Prime Gronk was one of the best football players of all time. Yeah, like he's like up there. Like he's like oh, he's fantastic. Uh, he's I could talk about Gronk way if, too long. If <laughs> Gronk had the sustainability that that Travis, the longevity that Travis Kelsey yeah. had, it's not even debate. At his peak, yeah. he was yeah. so good. He was just, I mean, he was a man amongst boys. He was truly, like I said, one of the best football players of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Kelsey for a fantasy asset, I mean, yeah, yeah so good, so consistent. I mean, the dude can dance. He's got a great podcast. He's the man. I need Travis Kelsey jerseys. What I freaking need. You do, actually. That's what I'm buying. I'm buying yeah, Travis Kelsey, and I'm buying freaking uh, a Kelsey jersey. That's you still have a card behind you and get a jersey, or just get a jersey. You probably don't I'll need keep to sell assets. I ain't getting none. If it has <laughs> Travis Kelsey, it's I'm, it's in my collection. Travis Kelsey's my guy. I just... I love Travis Kelsey. And yes, Harry Snowman, he is bringing sexy back because sexy ain't ever left when it comes to Travis Kelsey. I do want to answer one question in the chat from Kevin. Uh, Let's do a quick Jordan Love value check. Um, Or do we have to go in the dark for four days before we decide on what his value is? Uh, You know, a darkness retreat, maybe. I've actually been in the dark this whole episode. Like, legit. Like, it is dark in my room right now like it is unbelievably are you starting to see dark. things like like where aaron Rodgers is gonna go next year <laughs> yeah and he's going to the to the jets Ooh. <laughs> i made a joke actually when that report came out when he was on the pat mcafee show saying he was going to the darkness retreat for four days i said jets fans you better hope a whole bunch of planes fly overhead because if the if that's just buzzing 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 he's in planes he's like jets. But anyway, what are your thoughts on Jordan Love, real quick? Yeah, um, I mean, I think obviously, I mean, I mean, if obviously he's probably there's one other quarterback that has potential to grow a lot value wise this offseason. I'm not going to name him because I'm going to draft him in our slow draft in in the in our dynasty league. So we could talk about that another episode. Not not putting the the cart before the horse here, but 
Jordan Love has the potential to grow a ton value-wise. And, uh, you know, if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, the person who owns Jordan Love just probably isn't even going to trade him because I, no, no, no one is going to know how to value him. Uh, no way. Like, there's no way right now. Like, we haven't seen enough. Uh, and it'll just be, I mean, it'll technically be something new, even with, with the games he's played. I, I just think, I, I think that he's going to just be the type of player that people that have been holding him this long aren't really going to leave him. I think we've seen examples of that with like Cam Akers owners this season. They're like, eh, I'm here now. I've got him. You can't touch him anymore. Uh, I, I think that's kind of what we're going to see with Jordan Love. So, I mean, if you can get him now before everything becomes official, sure. And I mean, it's not going to cost too much either. I mean, you can, I, I might send actually Aaron Rodgers for like Jordan Love in a first. That could be fun. Maybe a second. Maybe not getting I'm that much, it. but <laughs> yeah, I'm not giving up that much. I'm, but I, if I have Aaron Rodgers, I can get that. I'm doing it. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Love. I mean, there's two places I want to buy Jordan Love. Uh, I actually did have a little bit of a spending spree on Mr. Love in last year, kind mm-hmm. of uh, after his a couple weeks after his performance in Week 12. I let the kind of oh that looked kind of good hype simmer down, and then I bought wherever I could. In Week 12 against Philadelphia, he had nine pass attempts for 113 yards and a touchdown. He looked good. He had zip on the ball. And Matt Kelly, the podfather, said this. I believe it was his top 10 takeaways from the Senior Bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. He mentioned briefly the difference of this year's quarterback class at that game in comparison to the 2020 class that he attended, um, where he said Jordan Love was a better throw of the football, a better arm talent than Jalen Hurts. Um, he didn't yeah. say that he will be better than Jalen Hurts in any stretch, but I think that is a factor in terms of his potential. Yeah. He'll have weapons in Green Bay. We saw Christian Watson look fantastic. We've seen both of those running backs really, really help a quarterback, and I think he could help a guy like Jordan Love. And there's also a little bit of a little extra cherry on top here. You know, Lafleur drafted Jordan Love in the first round. So do you think he'd be excited to finally get to play the kid every week? Yeah. I tend to think so. He's been learning under Aaron Rodgers, and even though Aaron Rodgers is by all uh, accounts a, a bit of a – I mean, let's just face it. He's going to a darkness retreat, and he said it in, in front of everybody. I mean, that's something you keep to yourself. But he's doing that. So he's, he is who he is. And the fact that they're saying, okay, enough is enough. Let's get Aaron Rodgers out of here. I need to see Jordan Love in a full season before we extend him, before we do anything. I think that says everything you need to know, that he's going to play. He's got weapons. He's got a good offensive head coach. And I think that in times where it gets too fast, they have the running backs to slow it down. And in times they need to let him get crazy, they might be able to let him go crazy. He's a good athlete. He ran a 4-7-4-40. He had a 121 uh, burst score, which is in the 88th percentile coming into the league. And like I said, he's a first-round pick. Uh, uh, if you can get your hands on him, I don't see why not. I wouldn't overpay. I wouldn't overextend myself. If the person you're trying to bargain with is watching the show, you're probably not going to get him. I think we talked about him highly enough where his price may go up a tad. But I'm I'm in on, on Jordan Love. So that's our, our quick talk about Jordan Love. And that is episode 14. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Jason, please tell everyone listening where they can find you on socials, where they can find your work. Yep, uh, at J underscore football on Twitter, at Roto Underworld Instagram. Trade gods on Thursday nights right here on YouTube, the Player Profile Discord channel. And I think that's it. <laughs> player Profile channel. The, the Player Profile Discord is it. Playerprofiler.com slash chat or click that Discord icon on all the player page, play, pages on Player Profiler. We are talking fantasy football 24-7. That's just what we do. We talk trades. We'll help you out. There's a ton of people in the Discord that are willing to give their opinions and offer their advice. It's a great community full with, with just awesome people ready to talk fantasy. So that is an absolute must. Get into the Player Profile Discord. Find me on uh, Twitter. I am at Matty Kiwum. Check out, obviously, the Trade Gods Twitter handle at TradeGodsFF. Check out both of the Player Profiler TikTok pages, Player Profiler and Profiler underscore NFL, because we got videos coming out every single day. Like I said, we got Cody Carpentier and Darry Offstein right now on Radio Row. They are interviewing players, interviewing personnel. They are out there doing the damn thing. So get on those TikToks and check them out. And while you're at it, send those boys some love because they are doing it. They are doing the big dog work. And Player Profiler is freaking here, baby. To the moon, and we ain't stopping until we do three laps around that bitch. Also, check out the game plan on Saturdays. We are doing it in the offseason. I'm going to have a whole bunch of fantastic guests talking about what they specialize in and how you can use that information to 
bolster your knowledge and dominate in your dynasty leagues. Jason was the very first guest on the show a couple weeks ago. If you weren't able to check it out, get your ass back there and do it because it was a great conversation on trade 101, trade etiquette, all those good things. He's Jason. I'm Matty Kiwum. We're the Trade Gods. See you next time. Peace.